The feeding of the multitude was an important story to the early church. How do I know that? Because between the four Gospels, there are six versions of this story. In this version, Jesus has been traveling between Judea and Galilee, going to Jerusalem for different festivals throughout the year, and is back at the Sea of Galilee. His fame, or infamy, has grown such that the religious leaders feel so threatened by him that they want to kill him. And that huge crowds of regular folk are following him wherever he goes because of the miracles of healing he has done. Jesus has just attempted to get some time away with, away with his disciples by going up a mountain. But not long after, he looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him. There is seemingly no escape from the crowds of people who want to experience his healing power. But instead of trying to escape again, Jesus stays and considers how to feed the people. And this is where the story gets interesting, because it's not just about the miracle of feeding and abundance. It's also about Jesus' creativity in the face of scarcity. I don't know about you, but I don't often think about Jesus as a creative person. Confounding, misunderstood, courageous, strange, nurturing, wise, yes, but creative? I always forget about that one. But it makes sense, doesn't it? Here is this person who spent most of his life as a carpenter. He was creating things with his hands and problem-solving with natural materials. And we Christians believe this strange, impossible thing, that, that this Jesus is part of the triune God and was present and active in the creation of the world. Of course, Jesus is creative. But creativity isn't just about making things. It's also about approaching problems with openness and a good bit of surrender. When Jesus asks Philip, where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? Philip's response is practical and reasonable, saying six months wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to get a little. The disciple Andrew is a bit more open to possibility. He notices a child who has five loaves and two fish and promptly tells Jesus. Yet, Andrew can't wrap his head around it, wondering out loud, but what are five loaves and two fish among so many people? Indeed, what are five loaves and two fish among thousands? Apparently, that was enough for Jesus. Like a thrifty mother with $20 and a stack of carefully chosen coupons, Jesus serves everyone the bread and fish until they are all satisfied. Jesus, in this act of divine creativity, turns a child's meal into a giant picnic. And there's nothing ostentatious about it, either. He simply gives thanks, which in Greek is eucharisteo, the root word of Eucharist. Jesus 
the disciples and all of those people sitting on the grass have a meal together, they have communion together. No one is excluded. No one goes hungry. No one is made to feel guilty for not bringing their own food. (laughs) Instead, there is fantastic abundance. It's a picture of the kingdom of God. But the thing is, this is not the kind of king that this particular crowd is looking for. They're willing to accept Jesus' miraculous acts of healing and feeding, but they cannot imagine him as anything but the prophet of their limited imaginations. They have been dreaming of a literal king to lead them and overpower their enemies, to bring political freedom to their land, and to make them great. Yet in John's gospel, Jesus is very aware that his exaltation will not be literal kingship, but will be the humility of execution brought about by those in power. And Jesus doesn't overpower. He nurtures. Jesus doesn't lead anyone into battle. He brings people to the table, regardless of their life circumstances. Jesus doesn't control. He creates. When Jesus sees that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself, and this time they can't find him. Later, when Jesus catches up with his disciples by walking on the Sea of Galilee, which is the story right after the one we read, his his disciples also wanted to take him into the boat as the crowd wanted to take him. But Jesus thwarts the disciples also. No matter how hard people try, crowds or disciples or us, the creative God cannot be contained. The creativity and ingenuity of Jesus, as we see in today's story, can be a deep and abiding source of hope for us today. There are so many things going on in our world that are much bigger than feeding 5,000 people. The earth suffers from human exploitation. Supposedly Christian nationalism twists the gospel in terrifying ways. There are increasingly devastating wildfires, flooding, droughts, and hurricanes in our country and our world linked to climate change. And we're in the middle of a mass extinction with nearly 3 billion birds gone since 1970. What are five loaves and two fish among so many problems? If there is a bit of the disciple Philip in you who doesn't see any possibility in this world where extreme floods and drought mirror the extreme wealth of the few and the poverty of the many, that's okay. We don't need to lie to ourselves and pretend that everything's magically going to get fixed. From what I've read of scripture, God doesn't work that way. But let us also make room for seeing the world as the disciple Andrew did in today's story. Andrew notices the child with a lunchbox, and he speaks up even though it's a tiny amount of food. Andrew gets discouraged by the problem, which I think we can all relate to, but he's also open 
to the creativity of Jesus. May we also notice the resources that we have, however small they may be, and dare to hope in the creativity of Jesus, even if we can't imagine what he could possibly do. After all, Jesus is the one who could not be contained by the crowds who wanted to make him king, by his own disciples, or even by death itself. We saw what Jesus could do with five loaves and two fish. We saw what he could do with 12 disciples. What can he do with us? May we be open to all that is possible. And let us find hope in this God whose creativity goes beyond anything we could imagine. Thanks be to God.